then I choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? How's everybody doing? This is Thanks for Asking Kel's Podcast, episode 340. Sorry, this intro is a little rusty because I think it's been almost a month since I did one of these episodes, but I'm back from a lot and um, told y'all I was going to have y'all, you know, the episode when I was done with vacation and birthday and all that, and I did, so here we go. Um, So it, it took me a minute to get this out because it's been a long time. And uh, so much has happened, so I was trying to figure out, like, exactly what I want to talk about, because I'm definitely not going to talk about all of it. Um, So I'll just start with, um, if you're not, like, a regular listener or you didn't hear last week's episode, my birthday is on the 4th of July, and every year I take vacation and take off. I don't necessarily go somewhere, but I always take vacation um, every year on my birthday. And so I did it this year. I went out to L.A., and you know it was cool. I had I had planned the LA trip. Um, well, I, I just wanted to go to LA, and because um, I hadn't been out there for a while, and I wanted to like make a few connects and and um, you know see what I could see out there. Because like I've said, I'm ultimately trying to move out there. So and I did, but um, I planned the trip so long ago that by the time the trip came around, some things in my life had shifted, and I wish that. I, I, I could have did it a little different, but it, it was fine. I went out there um, for about a week, um, and then, like, for the weekend, I, I dipped down to San Diego, which was also cool. Um, and, you know, it was a nice little... I met with the people I wanted to met with, meet with just about, got the info I wanted to get just about, you know, made some connects and, and, and networked. So it was cool. I enjoyed the weather. I stayed in a nice, real nice hotel in West Hollywood, and I pretty much stayed in West Hollywood. That's, you know, a little walkable area. So I walked all around, you know, did uh, eight at different places. Um, the place, the, the hotel stadium had a really nice rooftop pool. So I went out there and got a little bit of sun. Not a whole lot because, um, I mean, it just, you know, it, I was out there for a couple of days. But I, I did I did get dark. It just, I don't know, I didn't have my good suntan lotion. Like, the, you know, I get the Hawaiian um, tropic, the stuff that gets you real brown brown to get me real brown brown. So I just had, like, the regular um, stuff. But I got a little tan. And what else I did out there? Like, I, you know, I, I, it was cool. It was a cool little relaxing trip. Um, and then I came back, and I still had some time off because I, I took two weeks off. I was only out there for a week because I hate to come back from a vacation and, like, got to go to work the next day. Like, don't be, like, that's the worst. So I always gave myself some more time. And so I kicked it around here again in New York City, which was great to just – my friend here, I just have the day off and just be able to go through the city without, you know, in the summertime, it's, it's great. Um, so my next trip I'm going on, I'm telling y'all now, it's not going to be as long though. It's the first week of August. I'm going from, I'm going to Columbia for like, uh, basically, basically like a long weekend going to Columbia. Um, for, with my, sorry, I'm a little tired with my friend. Um, 
and his husband going down there because his husband's from there. So that's going to be fun. And then after that, I'm not, um, I always want to take a, um, because I, I, I take my vacation early in, in, in July, and I've noticed that a lot of people take their, you know, their little vacation, like, into August, September, before, like, fall kicks in. So I always want to take one of those vacations, so, but I think it's going to be pushed to, is it October? But I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to take a little, another little trip in the end of August, probably just down to Miami or somewhere, just real quick for, you know, another long weekend, just, because I have, um, we have unlimited PTO, and you know how that works, like, they give you that shit, and people don't tend to use it, because they just, you know, I don't know why people don't use it, but I'm using my shit, I use it, I put, I, I put a day on the end of long weekends here and there, like I said, a little three, four dip-offs here and there, like, I use my shit, because they switched to that mode, because now, because it's unlimited, when you leave, they don't have to pay you out your vacation, and it's, it's just, people have discovered it's a scam, because people tend to use less of the PTO when it's unlimited than they do when they have a set time, because people know, oh, I gotta use it or I lose it, so people tend to try to go, but with the PTO, like, it's, it's they did studies that show people try to take less time, so I don't do that, and I honestly, like, I don't really go too much once it gets cold, so, like, once, you know, the, the holidays and shit kick in, so, like, after Halloween, November, December, January, February, March, April, I don't really go nowhere, so, you know, I, I don't, I, I feel like by the time that April, May rolls around, you know, I, I, that's when I, I don't care about taking, you know, back-to-backs, because I'm like, I've been not going nowhere for four, five, six months, so, um, I'm sorry for that long preamble, but like I said, I'm just trying to get back in the, in the flow of things, but I really appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all for listening and waiting and, and, and letting me know you want the episode that I, I appreciate everybody that listens and everybody looks forward. So, um, let's get started, and I know y'all think I'm gonna be on here ranting and raving, and I might be a little bit, but not probably how y'all think, um, because it's a lot of stuff that has happened since y'all heard from me last, and I'm just not really gonna talk about, so, um, let's see, where do I wanna start, so, where I wanna start is with the Barbie movie, I don't know what's going on that I mean, like, you would think something like Barbie would not be so controversial, but apparently it is, like, people just have all these questions, how, why is Barbie, why y'all making a big deal of Barbie, did y'all really play with Barbies, what is this, listen, I don't know what fucking orphanage y'all grew up in, that nobody loves you and nobody bought you no toys, but I was not, I was not a girl girl, I was a little tomboy, I had Rock'em Sock'em Robots, I had G.I. Joe, but I also had girl toys, I just played with whatever, I had the Easy Bake Oven, and I had the Barbie Dream House, I had the Barbie Corvette, I had Barbie, I can't remember which one I had, I had like two or three of them, and I had Ken dolls, I had like two or three of the Ken dolls, and I had the Barbie Dream House in my little room, yes I did, I don't know, nobody in my age cohort who did not play with Barbie, Barbie was just a thing, apparently a lot of people don't know this because they have all these questions, why are we going to see the Barbie movie, what's the big deal about Barbie yes, Barbie and and apparently y'all don't even know what the hell the purpose of Barbie was Barbie was, the whole point of the Barbie doll was because girl toys is always a baby, here's how to be a mother, here's how to be a baby and the Barbie doll was the doll that for girls that you could be anything Barbie always had a job, Barbie keep a job, Barbie, just like Kiki Palmer Barbie was a secretary, Barbie was a, 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 a um, banker Barbie, Barbie Malibu Barbie, Dream Barbie, um, 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 
air pilot Barbie. Barbie always had a job. The point was that Barbie was a career girl and that girls could do whatever they wanted and they could still be women. That's the whole idea behind Barbie. That's what the pink was. That's what the, the um, you know, the, the body was. And, and then, you know, the feminists came in and tried to turn to something else. Everybody doesn't have to be the perfect Barbie figure. Nobody was really trying, I mean, idiots, I guess, but, like, that's not what it was supposed to be about. The Barbie doll wasn't out to say, oh, you have to be a Barbie doll. That wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose of it was to give girls an alternative for a doll that they can play with, and the Ken doll was accompanying her, and it never was even clear that Ken was her boyfriend, because they had different Kens, too. They had Cowboy Ken, they had, I had Motorcycle Ken, I had Cowboy Ken, I had Ken Ken, just like the regular golf Ken or whatever, and then I had, um, what was the other, I always had more Kens than Barbies, shocking, I should have knew I was a little dyke, but anyway, um, and then I had, um, what was that other Ken, it was, um, not the motorcycle Ken, um, oh, what was it, he had the, he had the hair, uh, what did they call, it was the Ken, it was like an 80s Ken, I can't remember what it, it had a name, was it Miami Vice Ken, no, he had, like, the regular, it was a very 80s-looking Ken. It had a name, I just cannot remember what it was right now, but I had that Ken, that Ken doll. Um, and I used to play with Kens way more than I played with, with Barbies. You know, I never cut my, I did, I don't know why little kids always take the clothes off their dolls, but we did. So my Barbie always never had clothes on, or if she had clothes on, like, I would mix and match her outfits. But, like, I know everybody made their dolls hunch. I did that a little bit, but I didn't, I, my dolls used to go on missions. Barbie and Ken, they used to go on missions. Barbie, you know, you might find Barbie on the top of the refrigerator because, you know, Barbie was d doing surveillance for, you know, the World War. You know, Ken might be under the couch, low crawling, sniper Ken. Like, my, my dolls used to go on missions. Missions. I didn't hunch them a whole lot. Um, you know, they used to be up in the Barbie dream house planning, you know, they, they, they operations for the day and then they go out. Barbie and Ken be in the bar. I had the little Corvette. Remember the little remote control Corvette with the cord? They would go riding off on that. Used to find my Barbies everywhere, up under the TV. They was on missions. So, yes, Barbie was a big deal. We all played for Bar with Barbies. I remember when the Brat Styles came out, I, I was a little older and had a phase, the out-of-the-doll phase, but I just remember, like, my little cousins and all of them trying to play with them Brat Styles, and we was like, listen, we ain't trying to tell y'all what to do, but um, those are... They, those will never be Barbie. They could die, be born again, die, be born again, die, be born again, come back, they still won't be Darby. Those still will be great value. But if y'all want to play with them little, you know, all the dolls, go right on ahead. But we're just trying to let y'all know they're not the bad bitch. They could never. So, um, I'm very excited about the movie just because. And I was like, what's the fascination with the movie? Y'all's the same motherfuckers that go see all these fucking comic movies that come out every two months. Ant-Man, Beetle-Man, Volkswagen, Jetta-Man, Iron Man, Batman, Joker-Man, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, uh, Avengers, uh, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, all these goddamn movies that come out every two months. Y'all run into Black Panther, the dude with the fish fins, what's his name, Namor, y'all got to sit, you giving me fucking side eyes, because I leave when the movie's over, because I don't want to sit through a half hour previews of some fucking movie, that I know I'm not going to go see any fucking way, Thor, all this goddamn bullshit, y'all, Mario Brothers, Avatar, all this old childish shit that y'all go see, but you don't understand why somebody wants to go see Barbie, one of the most iconic toy brands of all fucking time that has been around for I think 75 years or something so how many generations of children is that 
And y'all just so confused why anybody want to go see this mar- movie about this doll that we all played with and made imaginary worlds with and, you know, missions, or whatever, built families, whatever anybody did with their Barbie dolls with. And, and wondering why people want to go see what... Um, Greta Gerwig, who is a, a, a director who is known for making nothing but quality movies, is gonna and and Margot Robbie, who <laughs> bad bitch that she is, fucking is oh my god every premiere, every, just killing Barbie. Kill, when, oh my favorite look, I know everybody had one, but my favorite look is when she came in the nineteen, I think it was sixties, Barbie with the um, Marilyn Monroe dress with the black. Um, actually no, it's, it, I think it was an Audrey Hepburn dress. I'm not really sure. It was one of them, the black dress with the um the black A shaped dress with with the p- ponytail. Oh my god. I was like, oh, girl, you, I hope they playing you extra for this promo because you are killing it. Every time I see her and and Ryan Gosling, just amazing. Just all the marketing is is everywhere. It's, they got Barbie, everything, even Fenty Beauty have. I'm like, yo, kudos to y'all marketing team. Y'all went all out. Y'all was not fucking around. Y'all was not playing. Y'all even had the little avies that you could do, like, I'm just, man, I cannot wait to go see this movie. I'm, I'm not going to go see it this weekend because it's the Barbie, Barbie Heimer. I'm not trying to do those crowds. I, I want to just go in there and really um, watch it and enjoy it. So I'm going to give it a week and I'm going to go next weekend and see it. I don't want to see Oppenheimer at all. I'm not interested in that at all. I, I watched Fat Man, a little boy, and I watched another movie about the making of the Atomic Bomb, and I'm just not that fascinated with it. God bless if y'all want to see it, but, I mean, basically, it's the bomb that they dropped on Hiroshima to get them to, and Nagasaki, to get them to finally surrender in World War II. I don't have the same political opinions about it as some people. Yes, people say, well, we didn't have to drop it on them, and if they were Japanese, when did they? All that is true, but at the... But, but what is also true is World War II was dwindling down. We had won. We had defeated Europe. We were, the world was ready to move on and, and reestablish, you know, set up NATO and all the shit that we know now. And Japan just was not going to do it. They And so we could just keep trying to battle, you know, the Marine Corps could keep, you know, we were losing people because the, the, the bad, we all know about Europe and Normandy, but let me tell you something, because I'm a Marine, I know the battle in the Pacific was very deadly, the battle, the island hopping campaign, a lot of lives were lost there, a lot of people don't really focus on that so much, they focus more on the Army, but let me tell you, the Navy and the Marine Corps was out there really, um, uh, digging it out, and it was like, look, we can let this draw on for another six months until they finally just get beat, or we can just drop this bomb on them and get immediate surrender with no terms. So that's what they did, and ended the Second World War, and went on to, like, decades of prosperity. So, I mean, you know, as as with most stories, it's not black and white, it's many layered, it's many shades of gray. Um, y'all attacked Pearl Harbor, we was minding our business, so, I mean, if we came back at y'all with a bomb, hey, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you, so, um, yeah, um, so, you know, I don't know, get off Barbie's dick, I don't understand why this is such a, con- where all these Barbie contrarians come from, I just, I don't get it, um, alright, where else do I want to go, so let me, uh, let me go on something really older that I wanted to touch on, it's kind of, it might be, re- well, it's kind of related, so, um, you know, I've gotten on here before, and I told y'all, y'all kids gonna be hooked up to plows because they don't know nothing and they dumb. But this lady tweeted, it was a few weeks ago now, I feel like, she tweeted on Twitter that, like, she just found out that her son got out of kindergarten, I think it was kindergarten, and couldn't read. And she doesn't understand how that is because she's an active parent. 
she's all the way up to school, and she don't understand how her, kid, how her son can get all the way through kindergarten. And I, so there was a lot of reaction on Twitter about this. Most of us was like, girl, you lying. It sounds like some bullshit. Um, and then we had some people say, well, kids, kids can't read in kindergarten. It's like, yes, they can. Most kids, I, me being among them, that uh, those of us who have responsible parents, could actually read when we got to kindergarten. Maybe we couldn't read Shakespeare, but we knew our letters and we could read basic, we knew how to write our names. We could read, you know, Cat in the Hat, and based, some people might have been able to read a little more. I don't know, just depending on what your uh, parents gave to you to read. I could read a little bit more. Like, I could read Dr. Seuss, but I could also read, like, like you know, because my grand, my people used to play Read the Sign with us. So when I, whenever I was out, my dad or my nana specifically Read what's the sign say? Read by any little sign, and I had to read the sign, so I knew how to read basically, right? And you know, everybody had a lot to say, and there was a whole contingent of well, my mom worked and she didn't have time to read for us, and that's a luxury. And it's like, you know, that's why y'all dumb and don't know nothing now. That's why y'all can't read properly now. That's why y'all can't pick out the main theme of the sentence now. That's why y'all don't know why punctu how punctuation instructs you on how to read a sentence. And you'll read a sentence that somebody wrote and just all wrong, no comprehension, because you don't have reading comprehension and you don't know how to read a point blank. Because your parents are waiting till you get to school. They don't want to teach you. They don't. They think the, the school is supposed to teach you everything. They ain't going through your number. They're sitting in front of the TV. They're giving you these video games. They're giving you the phone. Y'all don't know y'all. Y'all didn't know y'all numbers. Y'all didn't know how y'all letters. Y'all didn't know shit going into kindergarten. So you already starting behind the curve. I don't know if you know, because if you was in kindergarten with me, we I, we was reading circles around y'all, so y'all already not in advanced class because y'all don't know. That's how it works. It starts very early. You go to kindergarten, you know how to read. They're going to separate them kids out. Oh, these kids are advanced because they already know how to read, so we can skip them to this. That's how it starts. You already starting out behind, and you're never going to catch up most nine times out of ten because you're just already behind. So, you know, it doesn't. Y'all, you know, we, I don't know what has to happen for people to wake up. Here we are in 2023 now with less rights than everybody who's ever had before us because the Supreme Court just turned over affirmative action, so we're going to talk about, they already done turned over um, abortion. They already saying you could discriminate against gays because of your religion, they, uh, which we know where that's about to go. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't know what has to happen for y'all to get serious and for y'all to stop making so many excuses and stop bending over backwards to make your kids weak and useless and you don't want to hold them to any kind of standards. You don't want to hold them accountable for anything. Anytime anybody expects something out of them or, or just um, criticizes them for, for just not being shit, here come all the defenses, here come all the sore, here come all of this, here come all of that. Why can't you read? You got more access to the internet, to, to information than any of us ever had. We had to go to the library. We had to go to the Dewey Decimal System. We had to go to the microfiche. Y'all, y'all got to do is, is, is get on a computer, and how is it y'all still don't know anything? How is it you, you, you still don't know more than we knew, and we had to do so much. We had to get up and read newspapers. We had to read magazines. We had to buy magazines. We had, like I said, go down to, like, we had to work to know things, and how is it that we still know more than y'all, and, and y'all have all this information right at your fingertips? It's because your parents, that when you came to your parents and said, you know, I, I don't know what such and such word means, they didn't make you go back to the dictionary or the encyclopedia and look it up. See, that's how we came up. If I didn't know how to spell a word, I couldn't just go to my mom and have her tell me, or my dad or grandma, whoever, go look it up. 
well, I, I can't look up if I don't know how to spell it. You you know the letters, right? You know how it sounds. You know you can sound it out. You can figure it out. Go look it up. Or if I had a question, you know what happened in World War Two? Blah blah blah. Go get your. I had a I had a, a set of World Book encyclopedias. I didn't have Britannica, and I know Britannica was supposed to be superior, but I've seen Britannica encyclopedias, and I always like World Book better because World Book had nice pictures in them. Um, and just I just like I just like World Book. I thought World Book looked flyer. Britannica used to look like a Webster's Dictionary. Very boring. Um, but I had a set of encyclopedias, and I would go in there, and you anything you wanted to know, you could pretty much find it in the encyclopedia. That was our Google. So if you wanted to know about World War II, you go get the encyclopedia with W on it, and World War II, turn to that page, and you it'll tell you all about it. So, you know, that's how we learned, because we were forced to learn. If the teacher, it would be, no, there would never be that's how people said that lady was lying about being an attentive parent because there is no way you are an attentive, active parent and you don't know that your your child is going through all of kindergarten and you don't know they can read. The only way that can happen is if you're not reading with your child, you're not checking their homework, you're not making sure that they're doing the assignments they're supposed to do. And I bet you if we talk to that teacher, she's going to tell us that you ain't. And she's been sending notes and telling you for weeks and weeks that your child is behind and can't read. But all of a sudden they graduate and now you have no idea. Like, it's... You're not, you're not uh, engaging your child at home. Y'all send y'all kids to school. Y'all think the teachers are supposed to do everything. It's don't take. It doesn't take a lot of time. Like I said, the way I used to learn. Yeah, my parents bought me books and stuff like that. But also, we go out and we go into I don't know wherever. What the sign say, baby? It says um, detour. Very good. What the sign say, baby? It says no shoes, no shirt, no service. You know, like that's how. That's. Simple things you can do to make sure your children can read and show your children how to read. Hand them a book, child. That's why we was 11, 12 reading shit. We ain't had no, I was reading Jackie Collins, reading Stephen King, scary. I reading, we was nine to 10 years old reading shit. We ain't had no, um, coldest winter ever. We read these books as children. These books that some of y'all motherfuckers don't get till 20 and 21 and want to thank peace everybody to death about it because you just got exposed to it. I read Coldest Winter Ever. When did that book come out? I want to say. I was about 13 or 14 when that, when I read it. I'm not sure when it came out, but I remember it coming out kind of around the same time. Like, our Zane books, we was reading all kind of shit we wasn't supposed to at 8 and 9 because we were advanced readers. So, I Hollywood, I remember sneaking to read Hollywood Wives. What was the other author? It was Jackie Collins, and it was this other author that also wrote the sex books. Um, oh, who was she? Jackie Collins and... Some of y'all know who I'm talking about. It was this other writer that also wrote that kind of stuff that we wasn't supposed to be reading, but we were. And I used to read them for hardbacks, cover to cover. I used to go right to Borders with my little $20 back in the day when $20 up in Borders would get you a whole lot and get my little Stephen King paperback and go over to Jackie Collins. And back then, I think a hardcover book was like maybe $10, $12, something like that. Little paperbacks might be 4 or 5 So if you had $20, $30, you can get a whole lot. And, and, you know, get my little books and, and be reading that shit. Ain't nobody know I had that shit under my bed and my book bag. Ain't nobody know I was reading that shit, but I was. Um, so, like, you know, I don't know what it's going to take for y'all to take y'all kids' education seriously, but the court has just struck down affirmative action, so that means it's going to be a lot harder for a lot of y'all to get in school, and a lot of y'all not going to get in at all because HBCUs can't take everybody. Um, and, and Harvard and them, they ain't gotta, you know, they ain't gotta let you in now. Although I see some of them are dropping their legacy program, so we'll see how that works. Um, 
but you know, since since we talk about that, let's let's go to that. So, look, I it, nobody should have been shocked by that. They have put these three judges on the panel specifically to do this to be an activist court and go through and strip away people's rights. Um, you know, that's obvious. So, like I said, should have been no no surprise that affirmative action was going to strike down. I, I just, I've talked about that on here before too. I just think it's funny because I don't think these, these Asians and other, um, other people of color who have been complaining about this, I don't think they, um, are prepared for what is about to happen, which is like, y'all are not going to get into school at all because they don't understand that they too benefited from affirmative action. Everybody seems to think it's some kind of quota thing for black people. It's not. All it is is these schools never used to let, didn't even let black people in at all. Like, they just would write a letter and say, we don't admit Negroes. We don't admit Asians, Ching Chong, China, man. Like, they just didn't have to give any reason. And over the years, people complained and complained and complained and like, hey, you know, you're depriving us of a right to education. These are state-funded schools. You cannot segregate based on race under federal law, so you have to let us in. So they would just, like, let one person in and, you know, segregation now. You the dude stood in the doorway. Like, it was a whole thing, um, James Meredith risked his life to try to go to University of Mississippi, like the whole history of it, and all affirmative action was, was basically, it wasn't quotas, it was just a program that says, hey, you guys are only admitting these type of white people, upper middle class, uh, moneyed, uh, the children of alumni, and there are other people out here who are smart, who get good grades, but don't come from those backgrounds, and you should affirmatively go out and try to, you should go to the, the inner cities where these where the kids get straight A's, and you know, they, they have the math, to hidden geniuses, they, they're math, they're geniuses at math, like, you, you need to go actively find these people, because you know, and, and get them at your school because diversity is is a part of education. Like, you can only be so educated and so enlightened if all you got around you is white people. That was the whole point of it. And since it's passed, white people swear we get to go to school for free. We also unqualify. And, and I told y'all before, I, I've never bought into that. White people can ne- I got into Cornell University. I went to Cornell University. I didn't graduate from there because a whole bunch of stuff. I went to pre-med and just a whole bunch of shit happened. I didn't want to be a doctor, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up transferring. I ended up graduating from University of Maryland, which is a top-ranked state school. Either way, um, um, I never, that ne- when, I, when I was applying to schools, listen, I was a three-sport varsity athlete from a freshman. I was a I was a starting letter varsity athlete from ninth grade in basketball, volleyball, and softball. I was really good. Um, basketball, I was about the best. I made uh, all city, all state, all star team. Um, softball was I played catcher. Was really good. This guy uh, was gonna put me on the national team, but you could, couldn't be seventeen yet. I was. I was really good. Volleyball is okay. I was never. I wasn't gonna knock down. I wasn't never going to go pro or nothing like that in volleyball. But I just did that because that's the only fall sport we really had besides. Um, what was the other fall sport? We had cross country, which I wasn't never gonna do. And I went to a small school. I went to a K through 12 school. I didn't go to no big football. We didn't even have a football team because the insurance was too expensive and we didn't have nobody want to play football anyway. So I went to a really small school. So we didn't have all the sports. We didn't have like field hockey and, and all that shit. We didn't have, um, I think our fall sports for boys were cross country and what was the other fall sport for boys? Was it just cross country? I feel like there was something else. Um, let me think, let me think, let me think. Mm. No, it might have just been cross country. 
And for girls, it was cross country. You know how I could tell because I know who the coaches for the sports were. So, yeah, I think our only fall sports was for cross country and volleyball for girls. There may have been another fall sports for boys that I just cannot think of. But, or maybe, no, no, because basketball was the winter sport. Basketball started after volleyball for both the boys and the girls. Anyway, volleyball, I was, I was okay. We were okay. I was never going to win, but I was really good at softball and was really good at basketball. And, um, and I played that freshman. I was, a. I had three, I had a letter, a varsity letter my freshman year, all four years. I had, I was good. Um, and so I had that going for me. I, I was always really good at standardized tests. I had high test scores, and I had good grades. I, I didn't get straight. I could have gotten straight A's, but I just never. I always had a B in something, one or two Bs, always. So I always, I never. I didn't make National Honor Society because, I like, again, I could have. You had to have, like, I think a 95 or above, and I would have, like, a 93. I just always would have, like, a B because I just was, like, I could have got straight A's, but I just, like I said, I played on the, I had a lot going on, and I just didn't really give a fuck. I was like, as long as I got, you know, high, uh, above a 90, I knew I would be okay. I was always good at standardized testing, so I got a, a, a good SAT score, um, and this was way back before you had to have, like, perfect score, but I didn't take any, like, we, I could have taken the SAT prep course, a lot of people did take, I just did not, because I've always been good at standardized tests, and I used to even tutor later on, when I would tutor people on LSAT and taking standardized tests, it's just... I've never, I know there are people who say they're not good at taking them, and I get it. I've just never understood it because I don't, it, to my experience, like I said, I used to tutor, and I just know taking standardized tests. The people who say they're not good at it are not good at it because they overcomplicate it, and they make that shit way more difficult than it really is. It's like, girl, it's a multiple choice exam. The answer is on the page. It's not an essay where you have to pull your thoughts together and get them on the paper and have them in a way to make where you have to where you have to come up with concepts and ideas and apply them. That's not what a, a multi it's just the answers on the page. You just have to figure out how to find it. One of them's always going to be really wrong. Another one is going to be not really wrong but wrong enough. And then there's going to be two that could be close. And between them two, you got to figure out how to pick the right one. I just, it's that simple. And I just think people that say they're not good at standardized tests, they just overcomplicate it and they make that shit way harder than it needs to be. It's not about find, it's not about finding the right answer. It's about eliminating all the wrong answers. And the one that is left is the right answer. It don't matter if you understand why it's the right answer. It don't matter how you came into it being the right answer. Eliminate the wrong answers, and the one that's left is the correct answer. Choose that one, and you will have high scores on standardized tests all the time. Don't overthink it. Don't. It's no trick to it. It's, 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 that's just how you do it. So, I never let that shit, oh, you only, because people said that to me, oh, you only got in because of affirmative action. Really? How you figure? Because my GPA is higher than you. You don't play no fucking sports. You don't, you ain't class this, class that. Like, I was the shit. I ain't gonna lie. <coughs> I was class president one year. I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 10th grade. And like I said, I played all the sports. I had good grades. I was, um, belonged to, uh, what was that shit? Not National, I'm just the other one. Um, 
uh, was it enrolled? What was that? There was some kind of internship program I did. Like I did the shit, the shit that's supposed to do. I had the extracurriculars. I had all of that. And I might not have had the highest SAT score, but like I said, the people that had the high, they took the courses and they did all of that. Now, had I taken a SAT score, I probably could have gotten that too, you know? And the people that I went to school with, they was these rich kids. They parents paid for all they testing, and they went to the super, you know, good prep. So, and they only scored like maybe five, ten more points than me. Okay, so I'm so in, I'm so inferior in black. My SA, my uh, SAT score was a, a twelve hundred. I didn't take no courses or anything. I just got that on my own. You done got all this tutoring, and then you don't went to the best schools, and you got a thirteen hundred. Okay. So that makes you so much more qualified to me that you should get into school over me because you got a 1300 I got a 1200 Okay. And that never bothered me. I never gave a fuck. And when they, I saw so many white people on Twitter talking about, oh, well, you know, this is actually a good thing because if I was a black student, you know, I would just be so upset about somebody questioning my credentials when I don't give a fuck, Pete about you thinking I'm not qualified or you thinking how I got in. I got in, you didn't. You can think all that shit from down to mid-state. I never gave a fuck about it. I never defended because I knew that they talk all that shit about getting in, but the bottom line is, if you graduate, we graduated from the same school, baby, so if I'm so un- unqualified and I'm so not supposed to be there, how is it that we both graduate? And nine times out of ten, I have a GPA, better GPA than you. Because let me tell you something. These white kids, don't let them fool you. These overqualified white kids, they not graduating 4.0s. They got the same 2.75, 3.0s. They, be, they don't be having these great GPAs. A lot of the black kids that they claim don't be as qualified as them be graduating with 4.0s, 3.8s. Like, so I never let that shit bother me. I know a lot of goofy ass black people do and they say every time somebody bring it up, they, I went to this school and I went to, I don't do none of that. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck what you think. It don't matter. I got my diplomas. I got my credentials. I got my qualifications and I know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm not about to justify myself to you. Who the fuck are you? I don't give a fuck what you think. You think I didn't deserve to be there with, and what you eat? I don't give a fuck. I'm there. I still have, I still have the, the same, we got the same degree. So fuck you. That shit never bothered me. Um, but I just think it's funny that these Asians and all these other people who they swear affirmative action was sold because uh, they had a higher test score. College admissions has never just been about higher tests. It's never been about that. They want a diverse student body. They want an interesting student body. If it was just about test scores, they wouldn't need to be all these essays and all this bullshit. You're, you're, you have to show that you are interested. Anybody can, like I said, anybody can pay for a tutor. There's a whole bunch of us that can get good grades. That doesn't tell you about some, anything. They want to know the person. They want an interesting student body. They want to know, what do you want to do with yourself? Where did you come from? Oh, your parents are immigrants. Oh, my God, you came over here on the float and on the basketball. Oh, my God, you still got a 4.0? I'm sorry. Somebody like that is, is to me, a little bit more of a, a, a of a better qualified person than a motherfucker whose great-grandparent, grandparent, daddy, and mommy all went to Harvard, and they rich as fuck, and all they did was take a fucking SAT tutoring course, and they went to, uh, uh, you know, Phillips Andover or whatever, where they, where they don't give you nothing lower than a B anyway because your mama, you know, or your daddy uh, d- dedicated the, the auditorium or whatever. I mean, if you put them two people together, somebody who fucking, their parents came running for their lives from the Khmer Rouge in 1970 whenever, and they grew up in the projects and they barely know any English and shit and they and they got straight A's and they did well, and I'm letting them in Harvard. But, you know, let y'all tell it. 
that's, you know, that's unfair to other, so I, I just think it's going to be funny, because I think with these Asians, and a lot of these POCs, because they just so want to be white, and accept it so bad, and they just think, you know, they come over here, and they, and they let white people, they buy into anti-blackness, because they think that that's what's going to give them the foot up, and it's not, they're just using you to strike down affirmative action, because they don't want to let none of us in, they want to go back to the days where they didn't have to let anybody but white people in, so I think a lot of y'all are going to be in for a shock when y'all try to apply, and you're still not getting in, because now there's no affirmative action, so they don't have any reason to allow you in. The reason that Asians got in, the reason the Latinos got in, see, this is what we say when we say black people carry the water for everybody. We carry the load for everybody because a civil rights movement and the Civil Rights Act of 1965 was more than just about us being able to vote. It was about uh, more people of color being able to immigrate to the country because before that, they weren't letting y'all in. If you was European, you could come. Africans, Asians, Latinos, they weren't letting y'all come unless y'all was Cubans, so it was, it, it was about applying it equally to everybody, and so now that that has been struck down, because y'all swear it's just about black people, it's not, it's about anybody that's not white, so now they don't have to be diverse, so they don't have to let your Asian ass in either, and I think you're going to be very shocked to find that you're going to be getting in these schools and even less percentages that you did before because they're not going to care at all and they're not going to have to give you a reason and there's nothing that anybody can do about it because they're not required to consider diversity at all. Now the schools that are smart will because they stay, they understand that it's more than education like I said than test scores and grades and a lot of schools I see Wellesleyan started and a couple other ones have started dropping legacy admissions because the truth is legacy admissions are what's keeping you out not affirmative action because the black population in some of these schools never gets above 5% the Asians sometimes get to 10 to 12% so y'all actually get in more than we do but the legacy admissions are like something like 50% because if you're mom or dad went to Harvard or Yale or Dartmouth or whatever these schools are then you get a leg up a, a huge leg up in coming in because you're an alumni and the reason that is is because when equal rights and the slavery and everything started get, uh, slavery was emancipated and the 14 minute minute was applied and black people wanted to go to school they could no longer just say well you're black they had to think of clever ways because it was illegal and so what they said was okay well we don't want to let black people in how can we do that without saying we don't want to oh I know we'll give an admission preference to um, relatives of alumni because nobody blacks ever went to Harvard so we know if we say well if your dad or granddad or such and such went here prior then we'll then we know that we're only going to get white people so I, I just I just think it's interesting how that's going to work because um, especially if they drop um, legacy admissions a lot of these white people who swear that we took their spot you're not going to get in either so um, yeah Again, 2016 is when the whole ball game was on the line and you guys wanted to play around and you guys wanted to know everything and couldn't nobody tell you nothing and my vote don't count and Hillary's are the same and, and, and I just thought, I just can't bring myself to vote for Hillary Clinton. Okay, well now you don't have no rights. Now you don't have abortion. Now you don't have affirmative action. Now it's back, if you're gay, you can stay back to discriminating against you. They're probably going to come for gay marriage next. They probably, and, and they're going to flip that. All somebody got to do is say, well in my religion, you know, black people are the son of Ham and I don't have to serve you and now they're going to be putting up no Negro signs. That's what, that's what all that's coming back to. So, 
like we told y'all in 2016, y'all wanted to play games. Well, here we are. And me personally, I'm very tired of these same people who didn't want to listen to nobody being the main ones complaining about how shit is fucked up. The same ones that didn't want to vote. And the same ones that wanted to both sides. And the same one that wanted this. Not going to make a difference, y'all. The main ones whining right now. I'm here to tell you, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, eat it, suck it up, deal with it, because we told you if you did that shit that this was going to happen, and they was going to appoint these judges, and, and, and they was going to take you back, and that's what happened, and it's going to be all your lifetime, baby, because it's nobody trying to do anything about it, they're not trying to fix the courts, they not they think that all they got to do is is have these jobs, and that's going to be enough, and, um, you know, they, they don't even want to fucking, uh, we got a justice department, don't even want to, uh, uh, investigate January 6th, Harley. They just want to act like that didn't even happen. So, you know, these, these, these rulings that are not based in law or anything, cause the one case of the gate, that wasn't one of the most basic things about law. The first thing you lo- learn when you go to law school in your first year law school, anything is cases and controversies. And what that means is the only way that you can get into a court the only way in the U.S. system that you can get into a court is if there is a controversy, meaning there is some uh, dispute in law between two people and someone has damaged someone's property and they want money for it or someone has committed a criminal act and the state wants to hold them accounted for it, or somebody has, you know, there's a contract and one person is saying it was breached, the other person didn't or whatever. Right? There's some controversy in facts that brings you to the court. In the U.S. system, you cannot just, if there's no case or controversy, in other words, it's just some shit you don't like or some shit you're not comfortable with, well, we entered in this contract and we trying to get out of it, so what we gonna do is we gonna just go to the court and we gonna make some shit up and we gonna say that, like, well... Um, when we signed this, we signed it with blue ink and our official signing is black. Like you can't do that. It has to be something. It has to be a real case of controversy. There has to be real facts in, in, um, contrast that are at issue for you to get in the court. You cannot make up circumstances. You cannot bring things, uh, proactively to say, well, I don't want to have to, I don't want to have to serve black people in my restaurant. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that some, some, um, black person tried to make me, uh, serve them. And so I'm going to take that to court and you can't do that. And this gay case, that's exactly what was done. It was not a real facts in controversy. The person that claimed somebody requested to make them a gay wedding cake. But the person who they say did that was like, I didn't ask them to make me shit. I don't know what they're talking about. So basically, they faked the case to get it to the Supreme Court so they can get that overturned. And nobody's doing anything about it. Not Joe Biden, not the Justice Department. All these things are going on, and nobody's looking into it. And so, um, you know, I don't know. And, and none of you are worth a damn. Like, there's no civil rights movement at all. We thought we had one, but you motherfuckers was just trying to get on TV and try to go viral on social media. There's no real movement. There's no real leaders. There's no goals. There's no strategy. There's no nothing. Y'all are just out here on the internet complaining and whining and bitching and moaning and not voting still. So, like I said, I don't know what to tell you going forward because... You, you done fucked up, and you're going to be stuck with these judges for all of your lifetime, so it is what it is, I'm not, I'm not even going to stress about it, because, like, what's, what's going to happen is, again, <laughs> people are just going to, like, look, I got my education, I'm not, 
affirmative action got struck down, that's terrible. Too bad. I got my education. I took advantage of all the marching and, and stuff that my parents and their grandparents did so that we could be able to go to good schools and we could be able to get it and get it from I got in and I got my education. So, and I voted how I was supposed to vote. So, y'all kids, y'all thought everything was a game and now you don't have nothing. I mean, I don't know what to tell y'all. I really don't. You know, again, they want to strike down gay, uh, gay marriage. They can do that, but people still going to be married. People still going to be getting married. And I don't know, you know, what they think is going to happen with that. <coughs> um, you know, Trump is still out here. He on his third indictment. I've told you before, I don't let Trump stress me out because like I said, I think uh, the media is, is, is the, 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 Trump is not popular. The push for him is not what it is. It's just the media guys. They want him back. I told y'all DeSantis wasn't going to go nowhere because nobody's voting for that. He's a fucking moron. Banning books and all the stupid shit he's doing. Nobody's voting for that. If, if people were going to vote for that, they would have done it in 2020. They voted for Joe Biden because people are like, we. that's not the, the route we want to go. And I don't know why people think that this guy who's been twice impeached and a one-term president, which is very rare in American history, is still the front runner to win the election. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so hey, you know, good luck. But I, I can't, I can't, I don't let it stress me out because, like I said, when it was time to do something, y'all didn't want to do nothing. So now y'all made y'all beds. Now y'all got, now y'all got lie in it, and I, just, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but in that vein, since we're talking about DeSantis and and, and, and making up shit, um, so this guy has, um. Well, Florida has decided that they, they're one of them school boards in Florida has decided they're going to rewrite the history books. So now they have in the history books, they basically they two sides in slavery. They saying that slavery was also beneficial because it taught the slaves skills that they could personally use. If y'all listening to this podcast, y'all know, I've already said many, many times, many, many episodes how bullshit this is. How this notion that they went over to Africa and found us as wild howler monkeys screaming through the trees and bought us here and put us in slavery and civilized us is bullshit. Okay? Africa is the center of the world. It's the center of science and technology going all the way back to the Egyptians and before that. Everything started in Africa, okay? Western European history started with Greece and Rome. Before that, there was Africa, okay? The history that gets told to you is nonsense and it's bullshit. The reason they keep making these Cleopatra movies over and over again because in European history, that's the only African ruler they really know. Okay, the Jews, they tell you about Ramses and all of that because that's in their history. That's years before. So that that's in their history. But Cleopatra is the only African ruler they really know because she figured strongly in Western European history because she basically sat over the fall of Egypt. Egypt was a great civilization, the ruler of the world for centuries, all these great pharaohs, all these great uh, queens and kings, and then they got the Cleopatra, sorry ass, and she's basically the one that... that toppled it all, and, and then Rome took over, right? Um, we came here already with skills, okay? And you motherfuckers don't know that, because you're the same motherfuckers that cry, keep crying, there's too many slavery movies, and all they tell us about slavery, they don't tell us anything about slavery, the, the truth about slavery has never been told, and that's why y'all so fucking ignorant, and don't know a fucking thing. We were not just wild beasts that they had in the fields, just doing manual labor, because that's all we could do bullshit, 
They bought, if you, I told y'all before, I went on the, the plantation uh, tour down in Louisiana, and they told us how d- d- none of the, these fucking white, they Europeans, they didn't know shit about hot tropical climates. They know how to rice, go rice, sugarcane, cotton, none of that shit. None of that shit grows in Europe. They had to bring the slaves over here to do it. Because the slavery, the slaves knew how to grow rice. Because we grew rice in Africa. We have those climates. They knew how to do agriculture. We came over here with these skills. I can't stand this this notion that we came over here and they taught. They didn't teach us a fucking thing. We taught them. All the fucking black inventions that, that, that black people have created, you don't know about. Because we have this thing called the patent system. Why did they have the patent system? Because, oh, well, they'll say, oh, well, that was to, uh, to encourage innovation. Bullshit. People was innovating all the time. The patent system was set up because you had white plantation owners who had these slaves who were showing them agricultural techniques and showing them machinery and showing the civilization that Africa had had for centuries already when these motherfuckers were crawling around the caves. But they have to be able to, to they, oh, oh, this is my boy over here, this is my slave, my, 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 uh, my field hand, he showed me this, he made this, jiggered up this new machine, it makes, it makes cotton go faster, you know what, I'm gonna go get the patent on it, if you think a white man came up with the cotton gin, please, why would a white man be more interested in making, uh, cotton easier and safer for slaves to pick, he would not, I guarantee you a slave came up with that, when you go down to New Orleans, you go on a plantation tour, they tell you that the, the Louisiana, uh, slaveholders, the French mainly at the time, they only would, they would, prefer to get slaves from this particular region of Africa, this particular tribe, because that tribe knew, would no, were known all over the continent, or at least the western part, for their agricult, um, for their architect and planning skills. They knew how to build structures for the heat and humidity. So the cross, um, the plantation houses are shaped the way they are, Africans showed them that because Africans showed them about crosswinds and how you build your house so that the air that would come through could flow. Not these big uh, European no windows box houses that you see all over Europe with the, you know, the brick straight up brick with the windows that you, you, you know, you don't see, you don't see that style of architecture in Europe. You see it in America. You see it in New Orleans. You see it in Charleston. You see it in, in certain places where they had to allow for heat and humidity. So you see those French doors that open up. You see that, that, that was taught to them by slaves, because the slaves that came over, like I said, they were known for doing that in Africa, Africa's hot and humid, okay, so they, they would show them how to build the house a certain way, they said they had a certain locking system that would show them, like, how to slide wood in and out, you have to go, it's very enlightening, but, like, we came over here, we knew how to do rice, we already knew how to grow rice, we knew how to do agriculture, our, our clothes were, Europeans ain't wear nothing but black and drab potato sacks, Africans had all that color and all that, all that pageantry on their stuff, you know why? Because we knew how to make dyes, which is chemicals and chemistry, like we came over here with skills, I can't stand when people say, oh well, you know, they just threw us the scraps and we made the best of it, that's slavery food, no, that's no, 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 that is not what happened, what happened was in Africa and Asia and the indigenous people that are already here, we they've always used all the animal. 
white people are wasteful. They'll take a cow, take the ham, take the steak, and throw the rest of it as, quote, finger scraps. It wasn't scraps to us because we already knew how to use the whole animal. So it wasn't nothing to take a pig's foot or, or, or a pig ear or a pig jowl. We, we already knew how to do that. We knew what to do. And we knew how to make sausage. We knew how to make chitlins, whatever else. We already knew how to use the whole animal. I hate that. They did not find us swinging in trees, okay? So, all of this, all people talking about, first of all, even without rewriting the books, the way we were always been taught, taught about slavery is wrong, okay? And now you wanted both sides to talk about you taught us skills. That's bullshit. That whole notion is bullshit, and it's from white supremacy that we're dumb, and we were inferior, and they had to go over there and pull us out the dark jungles and bring us here and throw us in the fields and make us useful. Get the fuck out of here. That's bullshit. We came over here and showed you how to farm this land and you got rich off of our labor and stole our shit and stole our innovation. Thomas Jefferson, that, that you go read in the history books, oh, Thomas Jefferson studied famous Italian architects and that's where he came up for the design of Monticello. Really? Really? So Thomas Jefferson just in, up in Virginia just happened to have this plantation-style house, the same ones that, they, that all the other Africans built in South Carolina and Louisiana, but he got his inspiration for, I mean, shit, I'm sure he probably did open up a book and look at Italian architecture, but he had slaves that knew how to do that shit, that were skilled to do that shit. I hope y'all don't think y'all can bring these so far inferior, uneducated, you know, dumbasses that they want to make us think we are, but you can all of a sudden turn them into a master architect? How? You didn't know how to do it. How, 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 so you taught them what? You taught, you taught them how to be stonemasons? You think they ain't know how to do stones already? You see the structures that are in Africa that they still, you see the pyramids that they built that are still standing, but you taught them how to be stonemasons? Y'all, y'all, but you know, I, I grew up in a house where I was taught about my history. A lot of y'all weren't. And y'all so far up the white man's ass and y'all so embarrassed about slavery and so embarrassed because, you know, you, you, you just, you just feel inferior to these white people and you want to be accepted and loved by them so bad that you really disrespect your ancestors and your history and you really don't know much about it. But I promise you, your people was not stupid. No, <clears throat> nobody that was dumb and stupid could endure what we endured for the, the length of time that we did it. I mean, we had to have hope where there was no hope. We had to just know we were going to get free. We don't fought in every war this country has had. And these motherfucking immigrants and fucking new immigrants want to come over here and talk shit about sacrifice. Bitch, we don't fought in every, we fought in the American Revolutionary War. We fought in the War of 1812. We fought in the Civil War, World War One, World War II. Every war this country has had, black Americans have fought in it. <coughs> We've been here <coughs> longer than anybody. I don't give a goddamn about your grandfather. Your grandfather came over to Ellis Island in 1890, bitch. Our people came over here in the bellies of slave ships in the 15 and 1600s and been here this long. So fuck y'all with you. We don't, y'all don't know where you come from. We know we come from America. When you've been here nine, ten generations, this where you're from. Um, so that's, that's, that's all I want to say on that. Um, I really can't get upset about it because honestly, like, I, look, I really just think these school and these schools that are playing into it, I think they're playing themselves out because at the end of the day, you either are going to be a serious college or you're not. 
And people who are serious about their education and like, if I want to be an engineer or if I want to be anything serious, I'm not going to a school that's teaching me dumb shit like that. University of Florida is, and if I'm an athlete, I'm not going to a school that's going to, that's, that's going backwards. So like, I think, I really think the shit is just going to, I think the schools are going to play themselves out because at the end of the day, Texas A&M, University of Florida, like it's other competition out there. If you want to do this old silly shit, then people can go to, you know, University of Miami. Uh, it's, it's other schools at Penn State. It's other schools that are going to start pulling these people away. It's like, okay, you don't want to have, uh, you want to tell us that slavery was voluntary and all that? You want to, you don't want to teach real history? Well, baby, when I graduate, I got to take these boards to get into medical school, or I got to take this LSAT to get into law school, and they not changing their shit. So I need to know the real shit. So yeah, I'm not gonna go here. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna just go to University of 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 Indiana, or I'm gonna go to University of Illinois, or I'm gonna go to Penn State, or I'm gonna go to you know Villanova, or I'm gonna go to Penn, or I'm gonna go to these other schools that you know. University of Virginia, whatever it is, I'm gonna go there, Virginia Tech, you know, where I can get a, a, a real education, so y'all, y'all be easy with that, you know, y'all wanna turn this shit into Liberty University, or Roberts University, God bless, but you won't be getting the best, you won't be getting the best and the brightest, and so I think these schools are really gonna play themselves out, I think it's dumb to be changing your curriculums and your tests and all the shit for this dumb fucking governor who's probably, even if he gets reelected, he's gonna be gone and the next person that's gonna come in is is probably not gonna be on this shit, I don't even really think DeSantis is gonna make it, we'll see cause he done, he's got the whole state down bad with this immigrant shit he doing it's just, it's just a bunch of nonsense and foolery and Florida's starting to look really dumb and I just think that at some point um the people are, are gonna get tired of it, but maybe they won't, cause we keep saying that about Texas, and they don't, but I'm just saying, I, I just think, I, I really don't, I just think those states are gonna just keep, either they're gonna keep going the direction they are, and get dumber and dumber, or, you know, they're gonna go the way of Georgia, and start turning blue, and I honestly think that both of them states, probably, if it wasn't for the immense um, vote suppression, voter suppression, and, and the gerrymandering, I think both of them states actually are blue, the same as Georgia, but whatever, um, so moving on from that, so the last thing I want to talk about, and I wanted to end with this, because I, I think it's kind of funny, and I just wanted to end on it, so, um, I think it was, what, early last week, or was it early this week, I think it was late last week, or maybe early this week, I can't recall, this thing came across the TL, and in the news about this girl, black girl Carly, I can't remember her last name, and they said that she has been missing, and her family was very concerned, because the last they called, she called her family, and told her family that she had saw a toddler walking on the side of the road, and she was gonna get out, and was concerned, and then that's the last thing they heard of this girl, and next thing they know, they got to where the spot she was at, or whatever, and they found her phone and her wig, and she was gone, this is her family story, and they played, the the, the girl called 911, they, you know, they got the 911 tape and everything. So, when this story came across, similar as when the Jesse Smollett story came across, I saw people retweeting it, I retweeted it once, because the first story that came across, it didn't have so much detail, it just said this girl reported um, seeing a child on the side of the road missing. Then as the story developed, the thing about the call, so then, so I retweeted, because I was like, okay, 
retweeted once because you know it could be true. But when I saw the episode, when I saw the thing about the toddler, my little spidey senses was always going up because that that red. I didn't believe that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't believe that. I thought, what I thought initially, I'm going to be honest, what I thought when I read that, I was like, okay, she probably had a mental break. She probably, <coughs> sorry, y'all. I got my water, though. Hold on. I got the windows down and the, and the um, air off so the sound won't be fucked up, but that means it's a little dry in here. So, hold on. Sorry. Mm. So, when I heard that, I was like, eh, <clears throat> I'm not, that sounds a little off. And then the story came through, oh, she was taken by some traffickers, the trafficker lured her with the toddler. Then I, that's when I was like, okay, no. I don't know what's going on here, but it's some bullshit. One no toddler on the side of the road, that just, I don't believe that. Why nobody else saw this toddler walking, other people would have been calling it in. No trafficker is going to do that, because number one, you don't have to do all that. These girls are so dumb, they go right to them now. But also, that's too risky. You can't control who's going to stop. Anybody seeing the toddler could be a cop, it could be a guy. How you going to know it's some girl that you can snatch that's going to stop? How many times you going to be able to do that before somebody says, hey, it just, I, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Same thing with Jussie. When the story came through, I didn't believe it. So I was just waiting, because <coughs> I knew it was going to be some bullshit. I figured... One of two things. I said, mm. initially I said I thought it was a mental break. But that story developed and her parents and her boyfriend kept releasing statements. I was like, mm. I think what we actually have going on here is what we've seen a few times before. We have a girl, because they said the girl was in college and about to graduate. I was like, we've seen this a few times before where it turns out the girl ain't been enrolled in school in two years and she been living with her boyfriend and she ain't actually gonna graduate and she was afraid to tell her parents and so they make up this elaborate lie some other girl did that so that's what I thought it was gonna end up being I was like nah this ain't it and then I saw some people like on I, I remember one tweet I saw on it, uh, this guy this dude tweeted that he was at some Motel 6 or something and because they had a search team and everything out for this girl, because you know the storyline, oh, black girl go missing, it doesn't get any attention, it doesn't, nobody look for them, that's not exactly true, I've told y'all before, y'all know I'm the true crime podcast guru, and, and, what, that's not true, locally, when, what, what it is, is that, when it's a prostitute, it, it's class thing, if you're a prostitute, if you're a drug addict, if you're something like that, no, but like, those stories make the news, I live here in New York, they show, it just might, might might not make national news. And the stories that make national news make national news for a reason. Because they're extravagant. The Gary Petit the Gabby Petito that all y'all want to use example, which was a terrible example because the girl was on Instagram updating her whereabouts and showing what she was doing and had some live TikTok feed and then all of a sudden she disappeared. So yes, a story like that when there's a trail, when there's a backstory, that's gonna make national news. This girl made national news. Why? Because she said that she saw a toddler on the side of the road. Her parents are saying that she called them and the next thing they know they hear a struggle and so you're so you're claiming that your girl was kidnapped by drug by traffickers. That's gonna make the news. That's gonna make national news. So after a day or two goes by, I knew that it was some bullshit because I'm like, listen, first of all, I know the first thing they did is they checked 
every camera on their highway because there's no highway now where there's no cameras that they can't check. I said they check, they interview witnesses. They probably did. They, the first thing I noticed, the cop that responded said he drove and he didn't see anybody else saying anything about no kid, seeing no kid. When he got there, he didn't see no signs of that. So he, it was already that. I'm sure they checked every camera and saw that there was no child on the road. So I'm pretty sure they knew immediately that she was lying. But they in Alabama, and I'm sure they know the news, just like everybody, the, 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 the uh, whole controversy around when the black girls go missing, nobody says anything. So they knew that they had to have all their facts, and they had to be sure that they could show that this girl had lied before they called that girl a liar. And I knew that's what they were doing because I was like, there's no way if that was the real situation and that really happened, whether they knew what happened or not, whether they had a clue or not, they would have put some kind of bolo or warning out to the public. Hey, this girl, look out, be on the lookout for a missing toddler. If anybody sees a toddler, they're using, we, we, we have evidence that, this child was used to lure somebody to pull their car over, and she got snatched. So we're telling everybody on this highway, if you see a child, don't stop or call the police or whatever. They would have put that out immediately as a public safety concern. They would not just sit back if they had any evidence that that's what happened and not say nothing. Okay? You have to warn the public. So I already knew that they knew it was bullshit. When they didn't put that, because you remember Susan Smith, if anybody remembers Susan Smith, the cops were a little suspect of her story, too. Like, now that we know that they were like, yeah, we were a little suspect. But they put that whack, bogus-ass black man in the knitted hat description out right away, just in case, while they gathered the evidence that she was lying. Because they were like, just in case, this bitch is telling the truth. And there is somebody riding around with these two children in the car or willing to, or willing to carjack somebody at gunpoint. With children in that car, that's a dangerous person we have to put to. They did put that description out right away, even though they knew right at that time that she probably, it probably didn't go the way she said it did. So as soon as I didn't see that, I was like, let me just wait, because they getting their ducks in a row, they collecting evidence, they figuring out that she, they going, they going to wait till they get all the evidence she's lying, they're not going to go on TV and, and, and call that black girl and say that it's a, a fraud with all this hula baloo about, you know, black girls don't get attention, like they're not going to do that. So I knew that's what they were doing. Then when the girl showed up three days later and her family, I knew the family was lying and I believe the family was in on it because all the news was coming from the family. Oh, she was fighting for her life and her boy. And y'all, look, I don't know what this is, but every time this shit happened, it happened with Jussie. Y'all be so mad when people question questionable shit. Okay. I don't know if it's because y'all wasn't outside. I don't know if y'all didn't grow up the way we grew up. But there are stories that when people tell, if you're smart or you have any common sense or like Jeanette, listen, we was out. If you lived during a crack era, everybody, them crackheads, these stories would be fantastic and elaborate. And you had to really, really, really be them, them motherfuckers. Listen, a crackhead, you had to really be sharp and really be listening Really, or you would get ran from because because the crackhead stories they would always sound legit, but it would always be just a little bit off. It's like eh, it don't make sense for a reason. You had to pay attention to that, or else you was gonna get robbed or beat or, or cheated 
buy crackhead and just being out common sense certain stories don't make sense it doesn't make sense to me Jussie that these two white guys random would be just hanging out on the coldest night of the year waiting for you not knowing if you were home off the plane what then they gonna come and they just out in the cold nobody sees them on any of the traffic cameras they have a noose what they was gonna hang you from it just the story don't make sense Jussie I ain't believe it from the beginning this story didn't make sense. Didn't believe it from the beginning. And then as the parents kept talking and the police weren't talking, I was like, okay. Because again, when she came back, when she showed up back home, I knew for sure. Because I'm like, okay, you showed up back home. They're talking about well, her mental health. Let me tell you something. Mental health or no mental health, if the police are going to interview you and they're going to say, hey, ma'am, what the fuck happened? Where was the toddler? Where you been at? And if you don't have the right answers, then they're... If, if, let me restate that. If what happened, you really happened to you, you would have some kind of answers for them. Maybe you don't have the best description. Look, I don't know, but I know it was a male. He had a really deep voice. Or, you know, they took me. I, I don't know. We were driving about maybe 15 minutes. I, you, you would have whatever little small piece of information you could give them again. They're going to put that out as, as a warning to the public at the very least. Listen, she, she said it was a, a great car, whatever the case. When none of that was forthcoming and, they, and that girl had been back home for two, three days, I'm like, okay, I, I know what's going on here. The, um, somebody on Twitter said that they saw the family. At the, somebody had called in a tip, a 911 tip or something on a police scanner. And they said that the family was over at the Motel 6 for the person um, called it in, banging on the door. They tweeted this. The family came out and said, that's not true, that's a rumor. Well, it turns out the police confirmed that. The police, so I was like, okay, that's what I thought. The family's been lying. I think they knew that girl didn't go anywhere. What I think happened, I knew. I think they knew that girl wasn't kidnapped. They might not have known exactly what happened, but they knew she wasn't kidnapped, and they knew she wasn't, none of that shit was true. And the police did what the police do, which I don't know why she wouldn't think. They got her phone, and they saw that she didn't go anywhere. She wasn't taken anywhere. They said, I think her phone moved something like 600 feet. She had been Googling, taken to, and all this bullshit. Like, they figured out she was lying. Like, she should have known they would. But I'm telling you, these kids nowadays, they don't know how to... I'll tell you what, my, me and my Gen X crew, if we were going to pull something like that, we would pull that shit off effortlessly. Because we were a devious bunch of feral children and we had to have all kind of jokes and shooks because we were all about getting the most and 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 doing the least so we had all kind of jokes and shooks and again we had dodge crackheads we had all kind of ways we we our number one goal was to not have nobody in our fucking business mainly our parents so whatever story we had to tell whatever flim flam we had to run to keep y'all out of our business and away from what the fuck we was trying to do and 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 stop trying to in, uh, uh, intruding on our independence is what we was gonna do. We used to be on a goddamn phone like goddamn NASA playing the shit. Okay, now look, this is the story. You gonna say this? Gonna say no? Don't, don't. You giving too many details? It's, it's gonna sound too set up. No, just keep it simple. Just say you don't know, cause what these mother they, they gonna get together. They gonna start putting it to when you start talking too much. They start the, the moms and dads start calling each other and they start putting the stories together. Well, so and so said it was three. No, she said it was four. That's how you get caught. No, D just. Keep it simple. If if they try to they try to probe and you don't know. I don't know. Well, what time did so and so get there? I don't know. I don't know. I just was here. That's all I know. Listen, 
We had stories straight. We had schemes done. We had we had shenanigans. We had shenanigans and shenanigans. Um, you, we was the slickest generation. So these new folks with this notion they want to berate people because we don't want to. Well, her family says she fighting for her. Like that's her fucking family. That's not an official source. The hospital ain't saying that. Law enforcement ain't saying that. Like I need an official source. Well, y'all trust law enforcement? I mean, that's their job. And again, if the law enforcement's looking a little shaky, we can figure that out too. No, we don't trust everything law enforcement says. But in a situation like this, if law enforcement says they don't have no evidence, I mean, same thing with Justice Smollett. They don't have no evidence. What is it that y'all think? Y'all think they stayed? They just purposely didn't look and didn't leave and found evidence and threw it out just so they can come on and say they didn't have any? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, um... I, I, I never believed that story from the beginning, but what, what really irks me is like, y'all be so furious with people who don't ignore that. The same thing happened with Jesse Smollett. Y'all don't believe black people. Y'all don't believe black women. Yes, we do. When Kelly Price went missing, no, we were upset. And, and people was really upset about this girl. Everybody was retweeting. Like, it's not that we don't believe it, but when shit don't make sense and when shit don't add up, it don't add up. And just because y'all want to listen, and I really think the people that, like, y'all be defending these liars and these and these stunt queens so hard, and I'm just, I have to believe that it's because y'all are liars, and y'all are stunt queens in your own lives, and you're really just defending yourself. Because anybody with any common sense, that story was sounding shaky from the beginning. I never, I was like, no, it wasn't no toddler out there. Who's going to do that? What trafficker is going to, that's too risky. Number one, where'd you get this child from? Okay, nobody's missing a child. Nobody reported the child. This busy-ass highway, you're the only one that's seen this child. That's too risky. Anybody could pull up. A police officer could pull up. And, hey, what's this kid? Any Somebody driving by could just call the police and send them to that location. Now you caught. Like, I, I never believed the child. I was like, she lying. It wasn't no child. I don't know what she, I don't know what's going on. It wasn't no toddler on that goddamn road. And I know they probably checked the cameras and confirmed it wasn't no toddler. So, um... They done found she googling how to get to Nashville. So the people think that she she pulled this stunt to try to get to Nashville to Beyonce show because apparently she stole some money off the register at work. They done fired her down to her job. The girls are AK. She ain't never gonna let this down. Like, but y'all, 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 I don't understand these new kids. Like, y'all don't know how to listen. If you wanna fucking fake or come up missing, look. You gotta sell that shit, bitch. You can't just come. I think. See, what I think happened was, I think, because some people are eternally online and they buy into these narratives and they think that they little narrative, what their opinions are, are fact. And I just don't think she expected the national coverage because black women disappear and you don't get in the news. That's not true. And there's never a time that you can tell a story like that where your family is claiming that you got kidnapped and trafficked from the side of the goddamn road. Where uh, some errant toddler was used to lure you, there's there's no way you should think they're not gonna investigate that. What do you mean? We gotta at least figure out who this toddler is, even if we don't believe the nigger bitch really got kidnapped. But we gotta make sure it's not some beloved white child that somebody had snatched and using the lure niggers. We at least gotta check that. Like, come on, come on. So I knew that shit was bullshit. So she show, and when you show back up, girl, your eyes ain't black, girl. You supposed to, listen, you supposed to have somebody beat you up. Go, okay, look, grab me by my ankles, drag me across the floor so my nails look like I was trying to climb out of something. Like, at least make them work for it, girl. Look, uh, um, 
nigga, they drugged me. I got amnesia. I don't know what they look like. I don't remember nothing. I just remember I turned up in my yard. You ain't even fall out in your yard. You just probably walked up to your mama house, knocked on the door. You supposed to at least like have your friend speed by, open the door, and kick your ass and roll your ass out so you end up on the yard, look like somebody just drive. Like, girl, come on now. If you're gonna do a production, do a production. Y'all don't even know how to do shit. My general, we listen. We might still could have got caught. We had cell phones and all that back then, but nigga. It would have been no cracks in the story, okay? You weren't gonna, you weren't gonna catch us from no, cause our story went straight. You weren't gonna catch us cause our production won first rate, bitch, okay? Hey, Jamal, look, look, I need you. Don't hit me. Don't look. Don't break nothing. But I just need you to, okay? You punch me in my eye, like medium hard, like okay. Now hit the other one, okay? Now kick me. Now, nah, all right, nigga. Little, you ain't got kicked that hard, okay? Now, 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 let's go outside. Now we gonna drag, make it look like you would. Dra- Listen, our production. It wouldn't have been no cracks in our story. We was going to pull some bullshit like that, okay? There have been white women who have done this before. Somebody was telling me, uh, I know the white lady that they sent to jail. I remember that white lady. Apparently, there was another white lady that, that did this, and she only got probation or something else. I think I remember who y'all talking about because they had her out cutting the grass. I think I do remember that, but it, 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 but I do definitely remember this. the other lady um, faked a kidnapping similar, and they sent her ass to jail, and charged her for, like, she, they was looking for her for, like, weeks, I think, for, like, a long time, and then, um, I forgot how she got caught, I think somebody might have told on her or something, I can't remember, but she ended up getting called that she had staged, and they was pissed at her, and they locked Becky up, okay, so, Carly, I don't know, they might lock you up, too, I don't know, it really depends on, you know, what they want to do, um, but, like, y'all gotta stop being so fucking naive. And and the thing is, like, it's all ego. Because, like, look, nobody's telling you not to believe. I, I don't think everybody, oh, that's gonna affect other people. And it might, it might. I'm not gonna say it's not. But I will say that. Same thing with Jussie. Like, people who knew he was lying knew he was lying. When stories don't make sense, they just don't make sense. If the next person that gets, we know, listen, a lot of gay, I'm gay. A lot of us gays, when we heard that story, we ain't believe it. Because we like, that's not, that don't sound right. That don't sound like it would happen. So, my point with that is, I think that's bullshit. Because when the next case comes up, if it sound legit, then people will believe. It's like when y'all tell, it's certain, like, if you say, yo, you know, I was walking around, I was just walking, the dude, the cops ran up on us, and like, they, they, they just start beating us up. Like, that's something that happens. But if you say, oh, they was like, hey, boy, niggas rule, oh, what you, like, y'all be doing too much. And then the story don't sound right. And then that's when people had to quit. Like, eh, sound, sound like right. That's so, I don't think this is gonna, the next girl that's gonna go missing. It's not like people gonna be like, oh, we not gonna pay attention. People are not stupid. They know when stories sound legit and where they don't. There's also a difference between, you called your family and claimed that you got, or, or tried to make it look like you got kidnapped, and somebody is just missing. That's different things. Those are different situations. A lot of those missing cases, yeah, they don't get solved, or 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 we they're getting the tragic ends because the police are incompetent. The police don't look. The police. I've told y'all before. I listen to these podcasts. Like if you a grown, just a grown man, like no, you know nobody saw you get pulled into a car or nobody saw nobody run up on you and you just ain't nobody seen you in a couple days listen god bless because they're gonna tell they are not gonna they're gonna say oh well he's probably ran off to join the circus i mean he probably got another one like they're not gonna look it's gotta be if there's no evidence of something being foul play your family gonna be having this arranging search parties and all that they don't look for you um 
if you know if if you're if you're a white woman they will find a way like oh well she was fast and we think she ran off with a boyfriend like it's if the people who get those news stories and who make the news they have their it's because their families make it an issue their families will call the news their families will make a a stink but um you know I, i i just you know, I, I think I think she should probably go to jail because there is, you know, a push now to have black women covered the same. And here you go, pulling these stunts, right? You took resources, those resources that could have been used for somebody that's really missing. And we still don't know why you did this shit. Your parents are still claiming you was kidnapped. Like, I just, I knew that shit was bullshit. I feel like the fence would be like, Somebody was like, oh, you know, she had her family worried to death. I don't really think, I think her family might not have knew where she was, but I think they knew that she wasn't kidnapped, and I think that they carried that shit on. I don't know why. Then we had these other clowns talking about, oh, well, when they were searching for the sub, they put everything out. Yeah, because that's a different situation, sis, because five people went down in this submarine, and they lost contact, and we have to find it. We can't just say, oh, well, they down there dead, like, they, they have to, they know, again, when you leave a trail, and people know that you are missing, and that you should not be, the sub shit that came up, it ain't supposed to just lose connection, they down there fucking dead, crushed to death, or whatever, who knows, floating on the Titan, we don't know, but we, yes, we're gonna go look for them, now, did they need all the Coast Guard? No, but I think they did that just to, just to make, well, somebody actually made a point, and it might be right, they might have just been like, hey, let's just use this to check our sonar, let's use this to check our search, let's use this as a training exercise. Yeah, we know them niggas down there crushed up uh, into vapor dust, because, duh. But, you know, let's just get, let's get our sea legs. Like, th- I, that, that very well could be. I personally just think that they wanted to just make sure you know, these five white men went down there in this, in this fucking death mission, but... Uh, we have to we have to do everything we can to try to show save their lives. We have to search the whole ocean, even though they probably imploded as soon as they disappear because they down there in the fucking tin can, down twelve thousand five hundred feet, next you know, where the, the pressure is ridiculous, lower than even Navy submarines go, but hey, let's just look let's scour the whole ocean. So, you know, maybe they didn't have to do all that, because I said when the signal dropped is cause the shit imploded. Um, cause you know, I'm not in the Navy, but I am in the Marines. And I mean, I do know a little bit about a, a basic submarine service, you know, <coughs> I know a couple people that were actually, uh, actually had submarine duty. It's one of the most dangerous duties in the military because it's so dangerous down there. Should something go wrong and it's cramped and all kind of shit. Like you ever been on a submarine? Um, you could go, I know a Penn's landing in Philly and probably here at the Navy Yard, they dock submarines, and you can go inside, and just being inside a submarine when it's not below the water, it's very claustrophobic, I could never do that shit, it's very tight, it's dark, I'm like, I, I could not, this would drive me insane, and to know that I was all deep below the water like that, I, I would be hyper, I couldn't do it, so, um, but yeah, like, y'all, y'all don't have to, like, I just don't understand why y'all bang out tweets, hour after hour, just defending people who are clearly lying, and like making people, like like people who have questions, or don't believe a story that just anybody wants to say, is like, 
it's, it's social justice or something. Yeah, I just don't believe, we didn't believe because the story didn't make sense. And every day passed, it made less and less sense. I wasn't saying nothing because I don't be feeling like arguing with people in my mentions, but you, the detective squad, the real Twitter detective squad, we know that the case be going, the case be getting investigated in the DMs. And I told everybody, I was like, it's, it's bullshit. Because some people did believe that maybe there was a toddler out there or maybe they knew something was up. I was like, there's no way. Because if there was any evidence that that was the case, they would have at least alerted the public. It's been four or five days now. If there was any chance that there was a toddler out there in this trafficking ring that she got away from or whatever, they're going to they're gonna alert the public. At, I don't care how vague the description is going to be. We don't know how many individuals they are. We don't know if they're male. We don't know if they're black. We don't know if they're white. But we do know on this highway, at this time, there was a toddler present and, and a person was lured out of their car, so if you see a toddler, you see a child, you see anything that looks unusual like a child, and you want to stop, please don't, please call us, and keep driving, they would have alerted the public at the very least. And then once she got back, for sure, they would have had some kind of description, okay, she doesn't know, but it definitely was a male, um, it, uh, we tracked her phone, and it looks like she would, you know, she was last, uh, it was last pinged in this neighborhood, so, like something, they would have put out something if this was at all true. So every day that passed after she got back and they still weren't doing that, I was like, yeah, they, they lining up. They, they about to get, they getting all their facts together and they going to come give a press conference and show, you the, and show all the evidence they got that this girl lied. And that's sure enough what they did. And homeboy came out there in his best motherfucker suit. He had that pink jacket on. He had the tie. He, he listen. Alabama, whatever that county in Alabama, whatever that police department was, they was like, oh, no, bitch. We, we we not about to be on the Summer Jam screen. I know what this is about to be. I know what they about to try. Nope, we not doing Elf all day. All of this shit didn't came out. These cops end up looking dumb and lying. They was like, that's not going to be us, bitch. We going to investigate this shit to the, to the ends of the earth. I'm putting on my best goddamn suit. I'm getting a haircut. I'm putting on my pink church suit, baby. I'm putting on my blue trousers. Make sure they press. Arlene, make sure my shoes are shine. These motherfuckers ain't going to be able to say nothing about me when I get out here and call this colored girl liar. I know that's what they did. Homeboy had, she searched for taken at 322. He like, y'all not finna say I'm making up nothing. Here go the phone right here. Here go the searches. Now y'all tell me. <laughs> we we checked every camera. We talked to no other person on the highway, saw a toddler. We checked the cameras. We didn't see no toddler. She We, we checked the cell. This cell phone didn't move no more than 600 feet. So ain't nobody dragged her and took her nowhere. Listen. They was like, y'all not going, y'all, uh-uh, y'all not coming for us. We, we, we don't give a fuck. We'll take as many days as we need to till we get all the information. We're going to come out here and tell y'all that this girl made this shit up. And so, hey, it is what it is. Now it's been all kind of jokes and shit, and all of them deserved. And it's something, y'all taking too much glee and dragging her. Like, like I said with the Kelly Price situation, baby, we was minding our business. You the one that came up with this cockamamie. I got kidnapped by trafficking stories and, and had it on the news and had people praying. And, I mean, people was really praying for you. I, I was like, oh, for like 20 seconds till I realized it was some bullshit. I was like, oh shit, because listen, it could have been true. It's not like traffickers are not out here. I just personally know that traffickers are out here because I listen to True Crime Podcast and I know that they don't need to lure you like that. They do shit like putting in, 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 uh, ads on the internet. They do shit like saying, hey, we got a job for you. Show up to the place. They knock you over your head, take you out. They go out to clubs, put drugs in your drinks, take you across the border. You know, they, they, it's not, they don't, you know, they don't, they don't, that's movie shit. 
Um, and you know, probably something she got from taking two or whatever that she was Googling. So I knew that shit was a lie. I knew one truth. Um, so that's, that's, that's all I got to say. That's all I got this week. Like I said, I wasn't going to talk about a whole lot of shit. The TV strike is still on. Um, so new shows are not coming back, but there are some shows that have already filmed that are going to come out. Um, I finally finished Hoochie Daddies on YouTube. Hoochie Daddies is a show on YouTube. Listen, it's, it's, um, I, I can't explain it. It's just, a, it's a, the sound is terrible. It's on YouTube. They get a bunch of studs in the house and they, and they competing for a trip to Jamaica and the Hoochie Daddy chain. And it was just horrible, but I just had, I pushed through it. I was like, I have to finish it. And the person who won, I think is bogus. I think the person who won was the wackest one there, but whatever. Um, it's on Tubi, um, and I just think with this writer strike, reality TV is about to be a lot more uh, questionable stuff that people are going to watch. I'm going to try to get into um, uh, 30 Day the Other Way this season because I heard it's off the chain. Look, I used to watch that show um, regularly, but like it got so long now. Like them episodes be two hours. Like I just don't have that kind of time, so I just kind of lost track. Um, at the, the last season I remember watching was Jenny and Samit. When Jenny was over there with Samit, losing her goddamn mind, and her kids was like, don't come back here no more. That That's the last season I, I watched. Um, I don't watch the regular 90 Day because I just, the, the other way is just, it gives me everything I need. And I just, between that and Love After Lockup, and I and I started watching Love During Lockup. I didn't watch Love During Lockup the first season because I was like, look, Love After Lockup is enough, but that's not coming back till September, and since it ain't nothing else on, I'm like, fuck it, I'll watch this, so I started watching Love, Doran Lockup, and, whoo, it's, it's, it's a mess, it's a mess, um, I watch, I'm watching, trying to get through, they clone Tyrone, listen, what can I say, I love Jamie Foxx, I love John Boyega, I, I, but, like, the movie is, Look, black people should be able to put it like this. Imagine it's 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 it, the plot and the the writing is very Lena Waithish. Not Lena Waithe be trying to write these super deep, you know, the the, the perm is turning. It's that level. Like it's very simple. I once you figure out what's going on and like what the plot of it is, it get, it's very much given um a nineteen. Mm, 89, 90, young, <coughs> excuse me, um, 21-year-old director, 19-year-old screenplay, let's try to be kind of fake deep here, plot line, that's all I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna tell you not watch it, I think black, you know, creators should be able to make mid-dumb shit too, just everybody else, so, I'm not going to tell you not to watch it. Jamie Foxx is in it doing Jamie Foxx. Like I said, the performances are great. I know um, my, my boyfriend, um, Lil Murder, is in it. Alphonse, um, what's his last name? I can't remember. Lil Murder from P-Valley is in it. So, but the plot, I, I once I figured out what it was, which was about 20 minutes in, I was like, are y'all, this is, this are y'all for real? But, I'm going to push through it and I'm going to finish it because I started it. And I have so many semi-finished shit on Netflix and different stuff that I'm like, I gotta stop this shit. Let me just start push, pushing through stuff. Mm-mm. I also started watching, what is it, Survival of the Thickest on Netflix with uh, Michelle Buteau. It's cute. I like it.
Um, I'm not big on the rom-coms, as y'all know. I'm not big on the relationship stuff. But I like it. It's, like, not over the top. It's not super, oh, I'm a fat girl, but I can still be attractive. It's really not. She just kind of, like, it's not pushing that. Like, I mean, that's kind of the premise, but it's not, like, all focused on that. She's just basically like, yeah, you know, people telling me I can't do shit because I'm fat, but I'm going to do it anyway, you know, and that's the plot of it. It's not like, it doesn't revolve around that topic is what I'm trying to say. She just is who she is, and she's like, yeah, this is just going to be me, and I'm still going to do what I want to do. It's a cute little show. I like it a lot. Mm. What else? Um... There's another show that I'm watching, but I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's the um one, what is it, the quiet room or the small room with Zendaya's boyfriend. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm four or five episodes in, and I'm, I think I know what's going on. Amanda Seyfried's in it, um, Tom Holland, and a couple other people. I think I know what's going on, but I'm not sure. Um, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, I'm just kind of watching it right now just to see what they about to do, basically. So, I mean, it's not bad, but the reviews that I've read, and I've read a couple, like, analysis of it, and I'm like, I'm just not really getting all that from it, but sure. Um, The Bear, God bless if y'all watched that. I have tried. I can't get into it, and I think it's because it's a story about a restaurant, and I grew up in restaurants, and I just don't find that shit endearing or cute or interesting at all. It just reminds me of that shit that I never want to do again in life. So I never, like, I don't, I don't want to watch it. I grew up in, my daddy had a restaurant just like that. So I grew up in that environment, and it's just not, I, I, I'm good on it. Um, but God bless that y'all like it. I tried to watch it. I just can't get into it. Justified is back. There's a new Justified series. Um, Raylan Gibbons is in Detroit now. Um, this is one episode in, so if you want to watch that, The Righteous Gemstones, which is my show show, is back, and it's so good this season. It's so good this season. I mean, it's good every season, but this season is so, so good. Um, and what else? I think that's about it. Um, if I find anything more, I'll let y'all know, but, um, you know, listen, that's it. That's all I got for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for waiting. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for rocking me all this time. I really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, like me, rate me, tell a friend. And, um, yeah, see y'all next week. Peace.